BG Mania, a video game music podcast for April 9th, 2020, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. A weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by Frank. If this is your first time stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods in VGM land, welcome. BG Mania is a cornucopia of extra special music that we hold dear, both from the days of our childhood through modern consoles and new releases. That's right, we focus on retro to current games, with everything included in between. What we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. As always, we hope you enjoyed the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. As Frank was alluding to there at the uh, beginning of the show, this is our Japan-only episode of BG Mania. But that opening track was yours, was it not? It was, uh, and that is from the game Police Nuts, uh, which came out July 29th, 1994. The track was called Embarrassment Murder Shoot for Angels. That's a mouthful. Um, as far as composers, I have two. I have Tappy and I have uh, Murataki Furuaka. Uh, this is, uh, when I said there's a games that I'm familiar with, this is one of them. This is a Kojima game. It's a visual novel, but I've heard of Police Knots, so at least it's in my realm of things I've heard of. Okay. And uh, I, I know there's multiple versions of Police Knots. There's the, uh, there was a Sega Saturn version. There was a PlayStation version, and I'm fairly certain there were a couple other versions as well. This was, this was a game that definitely existed across multiple platforms. Just not for us. <laughs> Just not for us. Yeah, looking it up here right now. PC-98, 3DO, PlayStation, and Sega Saturn. Uh, Japan, 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 Japan. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's, that's what you're going to see in a lot of these. Like, uh, ones I have later on was like... Oh, it came on the PSP. Oh, it came on. Oh, it came on the PC. Yeah, but everything was just Japan. Japan, 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 and Japan. 
Yes, everything today will be Japan, and that's really exciting. Uh, but some of these potentially may, fingers crossed, hopefully, <laughs> be releasing soon here in North America. So to kick my list off, I'm going with Mother 3. Hopefully coming soon to North America, but still, so far, locked to Japan. I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> From Mother 3, this is Mom's Hometown. Was Mom's Hometown from Mother 3, which released on the Game Boy Advance finally after a development cycle that spanned four different platforms. It finally would release on the GBA April 20th, 2006 over in Japan. That was composed by Shogo Sakai, the wonderful Shogo Sakai. I got to really explore the Mother 3 soundtrack leading up to this episode. And it's a soundtrack that I've picked through before. I've, you know, picked out several things for other ideas that we have coming up. And just because I enjoy listening to the music from this series, I'll go back and listen to music from Earthbound all the time. I really just sat down and listened to it from not start to finish, but start to one point and then would pick up another day and then start uh, from that point and keep going forward and eventually got through the entire soundtrack and it really does kind of make me hopeful that we will get this game finally on Nintendo Switch relatively soon if all rumors can hopefully be finally believed. <laughs> you know Brian, I, well, well I don't know everything you have coming up of everything that I have this has the best chance of coming out here in the States. Yes, 
As of right now, I would say that to be yes, yes. Fingers crossed. Probably. Fingers crossed. You know what? Because Earthbound's a good game. Maybe, maybe this will be a good game. You don't know. I think Mother 3, from everything I've heard from everyone that's played it in Japan, is incredible. That was a good song, but for my next pick, I had you in mind, Brian. I, I thought, what would Brian's nickname be if it wasn't Douchebag? Okay. I like where this is going. So I landed on Captain Rainbow. Perfect. And this is the Catherine theme. was the Catherine theme from Captain Rainbow, which came out August 26, 2008 in the Land of the Rising Sun and was composed by Hirofumi Tanaguchi, uh, lyrics by Brian. Sort of. Kind of. No. Did, did we actually <laughs> find anybody? I couldn't find, I couldn't find the singer. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, and you nailed it, right? As soon as I was playing, you nailed it. I picked it for its goofiness. Yeah, that's, um, that's totally like, I mean, that's. That's what I picture you driving to work and listening to on a daily basis. If I could ever drive to work again, my, my drive to work is me walking from my bedroom to the studio. Um, <laughs> quarantine sucks, guys. Um, but yeah, man, this is very Katamari Damacy to me, which is one of the it's one of the wacky games I love. So um, I, as soon as you said that, I definitely could pick up on it. And we looked up who was responsible for Captain Rainbow, and it's a company by the name of Skip Limited. And looking into them, it makes total sense why this game does sound so crazy. And I'm surprised it ever released here. Uh, Chibi Robo, another one of the team's games, did eventually release in North America. But another one of them, Gift Pia, a game that I did actually pick a track from several, several months ago. I think on a radio or maybe either that or a themed episode. I'm not exactly sure where Gift Pia made an appearance, but I do remember talking about it. And that also never released in North America. 
America. I almost picked from it this week, but I, I didn't. I'm glad I didn't now, but I almost did. But this game does feature a couple cameos from uh, popular Nintendo characters. Uh, I believe believe Birdo, Little Mac, and Chibi Robo, which would make sense being from Skip, are all in the game. I'm actually going to go back-to-back major Nintendo games. Okay. We're going all the way back to the NES. We're going to one of the original Japan-only games. And there were two pieces of music that differentiated between this game and what would release here as Super Mario Brothers 2. One of them we've already played. The other one is the credits. So from Yumi Kojo, Doki Doki Panic, this is credits. Credits from Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic, which released July 10th, 1987 on the Famicom over in Japan. This would eventually release here in North America as Super Mario Brothers 2 because the original Super Mario Brothers 2 was deemed too hard. I'm sure you've heard the story many, many times. Yeah, it's not an easy game in general. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But we don't need to dive into it. It's a, It's been a repeated story everywhere. Everyone's mm-hmm. talked about it because it's one of the earliest things that's happened in gaming. But the soundtrack is largely the same between Mario Brothers 2 and Doki Doki Panic. There are two tracks that are slightly different. The ending credits theme that we just listened to is, as described by somebody in the YouTube comments, a little bit of an upbeat, happier version of the credits music because it's not a dream. Whereas in Super Mario Brothers 2, everything was meant to be a dream and meant to be more sleepy and slower and things like that. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense if that is indeed a correct line of thinking. But I really do enjoy this actual piece of music. Did we even say Koji Kondo? I mean, how where can you go wrong? 
uh, when it comes to composers, there were really not many top uh, Koji Kondo. Yeah, definitely hard to uh, definitely hard to top Koji Kondo. And man, just li- listening to those, you know, classic chip tunes just really, really tells you why, <laughs> I guess. I got to admit, I wanted to pick a track from this game um, and I was I skimmed the soundtrack. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, only songs are the, song, the ones from Mario 2. I'm, just, I'm glad you found one. I- I'm glad you proved me wrong, which never happens ever in the history of BG Mania. Usually once or twice a week. Yeah. Right. Or or per discussion. Yeah, right. Whatever. Go back and our past episodes. It never happens. So <laughs> I, I, I picked a track from a game called Princess Crown. And this is Mind of the Dark. That is Mind of the Dark from Princess Crown, which came out December 11th, 1997. Uh, the music was done by the Atlas Sound Team. I also have Toshi Kazu Tanaka as a composer. Nice. Yeah. Um, definitely a battle theme. 
I'll think you, you get out of that for a second. It's a game that I've always been intrigued by. Uh, it's obviously never released here as nothing has, but there is a PS4 version of this game. I do know that because I remember reading about it. Uh, man, I want to say it just came out, too. <laughs> like, I, I seriously remember seeing it recently on another website that I frequent. Uh, look in here. Yeah, P PS4, January 31st, 2020. It literally just came out on the PS4. So there is a chance because this is Atlas and Sega. Yeah, that's a good that's a good a good point. Now that now that it's on PS4 in Japan, there is a chance that this does release in North America. So you're telling me there's a chance. Basically, because before that, you know, the Sega Saturn version was in 97 and then the PSP version was in 2005. So the PS4 version definitely is 15 years later. And even still, this game is 23 years old. Damn, it's an old man by now. I've been waiting to play this since I saw it in a freaking magazine in like a grocery store back in 98, I'm sure, or 97. <laughs> That's kind of sad to think about. <laughs> All right, man. That's crazy. I'm going to jump to a track that I think you're really going to enjoy because it's Falcom. I had yes. to get Falcom in Thank a Japan you. only episode. Thank you, Brian. I had to get Falcom in a Japan only episode, and it allows me to get a Falcom fighting game in because this fighting game never released here. And I really wish it would. This is another game that my fingers are crossed will eventually see one day. From Ease versus Sora no Kaseki Alternative Saga, the name of this track is Childlike Eyes.
And that was Childlike Eyes from Ease vs. Sora no Kaseki Alternative Saga, which released in Japan July 29th, 2010 on the PlayStation Portable. That was composed by the Nihon Falcom JDK sound team, consisting of Hayato Sonoda, Takehiro Unisuga, Saki Momiyama, and Masanori Osaka. Frank, amazing. Uh... Absolutely. I'm smiling ear to ear right now. Yeah, when that guitar solo kicked in midway through the actual song and just listening to how it was, dude, it was it was so shredding. I wish I knew. I wish there were actually like deeper credits to know who was actually on guitar there, because whoever that is, is phenomenal. (laughs) It could have been any it could have been any well-known guitarist. And you I would believe you because that was incredible. And this is always a game that I thought would do well here because it is a fighting game. Now, I do know this game obviously is coming up on 10 years old. It is on the PSP, so they would definitely have to port it to a, a modern platform like PS4 or inevitably the PS5. But still, there is an audience for this game. I would love to play a Nihon Falcom fighting game. I would love to hear the entire soundtrack to a Nihon Falcom fighting game. It already exists. Go listen to it. It's amazing. Well, now that I, now that I, got, now that I know of it... Yeah, it's so freaking good. Go listen to it, man. You you will not be disappointed. You're going to have to text me the name of this game, man, because it's, it, was, it was a pretty long, it was an awful. Just like my game. It's, it's a pretty long name because that's what Japanese names are all about. Um, I've been hyping this track for you. I want you to hear this. This is a game called Dragon Drive D-Master's Shot. This is Evolution. was Evolution from Dragon Drive D Master Shot, uh, which came out March 30th, 2003, composed by Toshiawa Yamanaka. Uh, this is a third-person shooter. Okay. Um, 
the same reason you picked your Falcon. Uh, it's just some shredded guitar that I really, really love. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely catchy. This was done by the same crew that did uh, Wario World, Frank. Treasure. I love that game. Yeah, on the GameCube, because this was a GameCube game, so. It is. That is one of the best GameCube games. I don't care what anyone else says. Wario World? Fight me. Yeah. It was okay. Fight me. It was the only two games that uh, that they developed on the GameCube. Looks like they started out back in 93 on the Genesis. They were with Sega for a little while, and then they uh, ping-ponged back and forth and all over the damn place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like they haven't done anything in about six years, though. So, are they... Just, uh, like, me. Just like me. They are still around. They are still around. They are not out of business. I was actually looking to see if they were either bankrupt or closed, but no, they they still exist. So, maybe we'll see the uh, see their resurgence some point in the future. Probably Dragon not. Drive, but, uh, Dragon Drive Z, Ultimate Edition. Dragon Drive Z, baby. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, but hey, who knows? It was a you know, good you know. track, though. Did you listen to the rest of the soundtrack? Or? I, I, I did. It's all awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this, that out. This, this is the one I love the most. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check it out because it's, uh, you know, just as I talked about earlier, a game that I'm not familiar with, um, as many of these ones are on, on today's show, so... Brian here from Level Down Games. Did you know we do more than just audio podcasts? Our main home on the internet, leveldowngames.com, hosts all of our content and grows bigger every day. Whether it's an in-depth review for a new release game, a news article, an editorial piece, a reaction video, or a new podcast episode, you can be sure to find all of this and more when visiting leveldowngames.com. With your continued support of us by visiting the website and either downloading or streaming the podcasts weekly, our goal of turning this passion project into a legitimate outlet is closer to our reach than ever before. Remember, that's leveldowngames.com. We'll see you there. But the next one I am familiar with, and I picked this track specifically because while this particular game is not going to come back anytime soon, the actual engine may come back sometime soon. From Virtual Pro Wrestling 64, this is the ending credits.
And that was the ending credits from Virtual Pro Wrestling 64, which released over in Japan December 19th, 1997 on the Nintendo 64. And that particular track was composed by Koji Nakura. And this engine would eventually be used for the WCW NWO World Tour, Revenge, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000 for WWF. The best wrestling games. Yeah, definitely the best wrestling games existed on the uh, Nintendo 64. I think that is without question. I like this particular actual credits theme. It's super catchy. I got no complaints. I thought it was actually really, really fun. Yeah, it's super catchy. It definitely, for whatever reason, made me reminisce on the time period. I don't, and, and the music has nothing to do with that, but obviously the actual game and the gameplay does. And it was fun listening to that and just kind of remembering playing these games and just all the times I spent with the many, many friends back in the late 90s, early 2000s playing these these phenomenal wrestling games. Dude, I'm so excited for the potential of this engine to come back for the AEW wrestling video game later this year or next year. It's going to be exciting. Can you imagine how good that game is going to be? I'm excited for it if it does uh, actually happen. Well, fingers crossed. Probably cross asses too. Um, So for my next pick, I picked this simply because I wanted to say this. I I, I thought thought it was just a cute title. It's just a cute game. This is stage one from Mushy Mushy Pork.
And that was stage one from Mushy Mushy Pork, which came out April 26, 2007. Um, I have five composers here. I have Daisuke Matsumoto, Masa King, Takeishi Miyamoto, Nayohiro Saito, and Natsuko Nayutsu. That was an incredibly catchy tune. I really enjoyed that. I, I just love everything about this. It's a arcade bullet hell cute em up because it's a it's just a it's a cutesy kind of game. Um, all, every character's name is a pun on food, which is a very Japanese thing. Just like the Dragon Ball Z, all the main characters are all pun names. These all have pun names. I really like it. Like I said, it was very catchy. I I had a great time listening to it, and it it does make me kind of want to check the game out. <laughs> Well, it's a cave. It's a cave game, so go for it. What's that mean? Cave. They made they made all little games. Huh? Cave. They, they they made a bunch of games like Death Smiles and Don Patchy. I mean, are these games that yeah, I yeah. know of? Well, if you live in Japan, you would know these games. Come on, Brian. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know Cave. I mean, I know the Cave. That's a game. Well, the Cave is also where I uh, work and do my business. It's where Clinton I call the basement down here. The the home, the cave, <laughs> the hibernation place. Yeah, my isolation station, isolation station. Indeed. <laughs> no, that was cool, though, man. I, I enjoyed that. Thank you for uh, introducing that to me because I've not heard of that game. So I'm going to gonna check that out. Definitely very anime. I mean, obviously looking at it, very oh, yeah. anime. So but I'm going to jump to a game that man, I wish would still release here. We did get Valkyria Chronicles four. We never did get Valkyria Chronicles three. The name of this track is Final Decisive Battle.
And that was Final Decisive Battle from Valkyria Chronicles 3, which released January 27th, 2011 on the PlayStation Portable over in Japan that was composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto, the same man responsible for doing the soundtracks for Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy XII, someone we've talked about before on BG Mania several times. We've, we've actually mentioned him several, several times. We played from, from many of his games, and I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him at Distant Worlds when they, when they came to Pittsburgh when I was with Jessica, Justin, and Justin's wife, so that was super fun. But what an amazing track, dude. Very epic. I like that. You could definitely that's a battle theme, right? Like, oh, the, yeah, the final decisive battle, Frank. The final, the final one. <laughs> the final decisive battle. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, so epic, and I am glad that this series persisted. Obviously, we never did end up getting this game. You know, eventually we would get Valkyria Revolution on PS4, which would lead to Valkyria Chronicles 4 coming out here. Which is an amazing game. Hopefully, Sega has not fully given up on this IP yet because there's a lot of things they could do with it still. To my side, my noble Einharier. Exactly. You do know that quote from this franchise. <laughs> That's all I know. Because I've heard it a thousand o- times. The only one you know. <laughs> you know, from I, I said we go from battle to battle. How about that? Okay. I like it. Uh, from an awesomely named game, because I happen to let, love me some demons, from Bahamut Lagoon, this is Boss Battle. And that was Boss Battle from Bahamut Lagoon, which came out February 9th, 1996. Uh, composer, 
Noriko Matsueda. Noriko Matsueda. She did one song on the Chrono Trigger soundtrack, but she's more familiar for the Front Mission stuff. Okay. Front Mission and Front Mission 2, and then also worked on the Bouncer in Final Fantasy X-2 in 2003 with Takahito Iguchi. All right, all right. You know your stuff, Brian. I am so disappointed that this game never made it over here. Three chances it had to release here, and it did not come out. Because again, as you mentioned, Super Famicom 96, the virtual console on the Wii in 2009, and then the Wii U virtual console in 2014, all locked to Japan. I can't believe Square wouldn't actually just, man, put the effort into it. Again, this is one of those that there are fan translations out there, but I've not played it. I I, I always kind of was waiting for an actual official release, but it's never happened. <laughs> my local video game shop, they, they actually do fan translations and they put them on carts for people. So this is, I, I bet you I, I bet you can get a hold of this if I really wanted to. Yeah, it, it would be a cool thing to play through because the entire soundtrack's incredible. Nor uh, Noriko Matsueda did an incredible job with the soundtrack. I believe, besides this one, the only other soundtrack that she did by herself was Front Mission 2. So Bahamut Lagoon and Front Mission 2, her uh, only solo credits. Everything else, there was at least one other person working on with her at the time. This is a fun tra- uh, fun soundtrack to listen to from start to finish. Some good stuff. Yeah, it's definite, uh, definite good stuff. One of those games that if you look up a list of like the most popular games that never kind of made it out of Japan, it's always on there. Bahamut Lagoon. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Frank, I'm going to take you to a game that I'm excited to share with you because I was excited when I came across this. I remember it now that I am seeing it, but I had forgotten about this. The name of the game is Marvelous Mohitotsu no Takarijima. The name of the track is Death Pond and Mountain Fastness. that was Death Pond and Mountain Fastness from Marvelous Mohitotsu no Takarajima, which came out in Japan on October 26th, 1996 on the Super Famicom that was composed by Yuichi Ozaki. Frank, what I like about this particular game 
is that it was directed by Aiji Anuma. And Aiji Anuma, who would eventually go on to be famous for working with Miyamoto on Zelda, uh, this particular game was influenced by A Link to the Past. Anuma actually stated that he wanted to work on a Zelda game ever since he finished playing through A Link to the Past. Well, and it is the best Zelda game. It's the second best. He went ahead and directed the second best. He went ahead and made the first best. <laughs> yeah, he made this marvelous game as close to Zelda as he possibly could. And the game actually even uses the same engine from A Link to the Past because Anuma was already with Nintendo, but just wasn't a part of the Zelda team. Um, Anuma actually attributes using the engine from Link to the Past in this game and making it so close to Zelda actually attributes that to Miyamoto recruiting him to join the development team for Zelda. And as Frank did say, yeah, he would go on to help make Ocarina of Time, which, let's be honest, is the greatest Zelda game of all time. I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> I love having that debate, but man, We're, we'll settle it one day. We'll settle it one day. Just not today. Listening to the soundtrack, though, you can definitely hear how inspired it was by Zelda. Everything sounds like it would fit in any traditional Zelda game. No questions asked. Close your eyes. It's a Zelda game. You definitely feel it, too, just by hearing it. it Absolutely. Bob and Goes, I think it sounds completely and totally different because that's what Frank is all about. Completely and totally different. That's so true. Um, <laughs> from Fatal Frame 4, this is the Sukumori song.
And that was the Sukumari song from Fatal Frame 4, which came out July 31st, 2008, composed by a legend, Masafumi Takada. Um, Brian would know them from the Danganronpa series. I'm so mad this game never came out here. This is another one, man, that I just, I, I can't believe it never did. Every other one did almost. Why not this one? This one is so good. It really, man, so many things about this game stuck out from Fatal Frame. And this we is got, always the one that got, people we, we, like. We got other Fatal Frame games, though. No, we did. We definitely did. That's why I'm saying, like, I, I can't believe that this one never actually made it over. Beautiful piece of music, too. Incredible story with these games. Definitely worth playing through. Oh, so you are familiar with the Fatal Frame? Yeah, there's plenty of Fatal Frame games, and I've played three or four of them. Was there one on the DS? Because I feel like I played one on the DS. 3DS. 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 3DS, there was. Okay. Yeah, they're not too crazy. There was on the 3DS. I'm crazy, but not too crazy. <laughs> yeah, the most recent one released on the Wii U. Yeah, Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water, October 22nd, 2015 on Wii U was the most recent Fatal Frame. I didn't pick that one up. Did not play that one. I was going to, but then saw that some of the reviews that it got were kind of poor. I was seeing some avoids, you know, like Metacritic sitting at like a 67 for that one. So I was like, eh, I'll just kind of hold off on it. And then just never went back and picked it up. I like Fatal Frame as a series, though. You know, if music is old, it's good. You know, just do it, Brian. Just do it. This would be a uh, this would have been a good track to play later on in October. (laughs) Fatal Frame definitely fits right in with all the October stuff. It'd be good for the emotional episode as well. Yes, it's happening. We're doing emotional part three. What happened to part two? It's going to be so emotional. We're going to skip right past it. I see. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Frank, let's jump to a game in the Tales of series that never came out here in North America. From Tales of Rebirth, the name of this one is Battle Organization.
And that was Battle Organization from Tales of Rebirth, which came out on PlayStation 2 December 16th, 2004 in Japan, would release on PlayStation Portable March 19th, 2008, also in Japan. That was composed by Matoi Sakuraba, part of the famous Tales of RPG series, JRPG series. Man, I another there's there's not many Tales of games I've not played. I really want to play this game at some point in my life. <laughs> I've almost played them all. Which one haven't you beaten? The ones that have not released here. There's a couple that have not released oh, oh, here. Oh, so, so when you say that, you mean you, you've beaten all the ones that have released here? Yes. Anything that's actually yeah. released in North America that I can actually get my hands on uh, from, from the Tales of games. Yeah, I've, I've finished them all. Uh, I still play them every time they come out. Like they're, it's a, I'm looking forward to Tales of Arise, which is coming either later this year or next year from Bandai Namco. So it's a series that I still enjoy. But... Matoi Sakuraba always nails these soundtracks for Tales, man. They're so good. They feature a variety of different kinds of music, He different locales. He does a really good job with it. We've talked about Sakuraba so many times on the show. A JRPG master when it comes to making music for them, man. It's so good. I enjoyed everything about that, man. That was a damn good track. Yeah, great track. Great track. If you're looking for a new all-purpose gaming-related podcast to listen to, look no further than the Max Level Podcast. Every Monday morning, five friends have a breakfast powwow about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games they've been spending time with over the past seven days. Featuring Brian Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com. There's never a down moment when it comes to pertinent information or laugh-out-loud moments. They'll break down upcoming games, hidden gems, and encourage listener participation through guessing games and questions. Find the Max Level Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume your daily podcasts. And there's only one way I could top it. Okay. Brian, Brian I'm going to play some Dragon Force. Dragon so, Force through the fire. Through the fire in the flames they carried on. I don't know. That, that's the track I want to play. No. Okay. Um, no. Can't no, happen. I tried. Okay. Well, then how about Dragon Force 2? Through the fire in the flames rebirth. No. Uh, okay. From Dragon, from Dragon Force 2, this is the Topaz overworld theme.
that was the Topaz Overworld theme from Dragon Force 2, which came out April 2nd, 1998, composed by Hato Matsui. Uh, the Japanese name of this game, I'm gonna go ahead and butcher it right now. Here we go, ready? Dragon Force 2, Kamasarichi Daichi Ni. I think that's pretty damn close. I'll take it. Thank you, Brian. I was looking at the first game, Dragon Force, because there's not a whole lot of information on Dragon Force 2. But I was looking at the first one, and there's some damn good review scores out there for the series. Um, He's actually, he's composed a couple games I've actually heard of, which is pretty good. Um, what else has he done? Ogre Battle and Ogre Battle 64. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm familiar with him then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he worked in the Panzer Dragoon Saga. Okay. Um, Front Mission 3. Oh, nice. Yeah, we just heard uh, Front Mission 1 and 2 earlier on. And, uh, or not sure we didn't hear from it, but we talked about it. And uh, Sharon the Wanderer, which I don't know why I've heard of it, but I have. I think it was on Wii, if I'm not mistaken. I, I feel like I know what that is as well. I'm sure if I saw it, I'd recognize it because I know it's, it's very fresh in my head. But I did that name. But yeah, man, uh, Dragon Force 2. Never got it. Yeah, we never did get this. And it's unfortunate because it was a Sega game and it's at a time back in the mid to late 90s where Sega definitely could have used some more games coming out on the Saturn here in North America. Maybe, you know, maybe they could have done something on the Dreamcast for this IP here in North America. There's definite things that they could have done to try to, you know, not have their console manufacturing department come to a screeching close. <laughs> hey, Sega does with Nintendo, okay? I have the pleasure of closing out the episode this week, and I'm going to go to Dragon Quest. There aren't that many Dragon Quest games that never released outside of Japan, but the big one, the glaring missing game that just for whatever reason, we're never going to get because it's online only in Japan. Dragon Quest 10, a numbered freaking Dragon Quest game that we're just never going to get because of their decision to to make it online only. And it really unfortunate. It, it's really unfortunate because I would love to play this. I, I would love to see how a Dragon Quest MMO actually played, Frank. It would be they so have, good. They have, they have to release it here, but they have to go through the uh, the Final Fantasy style and get, just rename it a different number. <laughs> Composed by legendary series composer Koichi Sugiyama. This released October, or I'm sorry, this released August 2nd, 2012 on the Wii over in Japan. It would hit the Wii U March 30th, 2013. PC, September 26, 2013. It's on iOS and Android. There's even a 3DS freaking version of this game that came out in Japan on September 4th, 2014. Uh, it You've looks had all like, these options to give it to us, but you don't want to. I know. It looks like they're still putting out updates for the game. Uh, it is available on the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. As of now, the most recent update, version 5, came out October 24th of last year. That released on Wii U, PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. So it sounds like those are the current platforms it's uh, working on. But I would love, absolutely love to play this. I, I know I'll never get to, but I, I was actually going to pick from Fantasy Star at one point when we were talking about doing this episode. But now it's actually finally releasing here. <laughs> Fantasy Star Online 2. So when we talked about doing Japan only, like I feel like back in 2017, almost three years ago, that wasn't in the pipeline yet. So maybe one day in the future, we will get Dragon Quest X here, but I highly doubt it. But man, listening back to the Dragon Quest X soundtrack, something that I've largely not listened to, and, and we have talked about it before, playing music from the Dragon Quest series, Koichi Sugiyama does reuse a lot of things. He reuses a lot of melodies. He reuses a lot of songs. And you can kind of hear that here in this particular track as well. But getting to listen to the soundtrack for Dragon Quest X was an absolute joy. And 
recommend picking out some stuff that I haven't heard before. I tried to do that here. So this track in particular, Dreaming in My Room, I, I tried to find something that sounded just a little bit different from the norm of Dragon Quest music, even though you can clearly tell this is a Dragon Quest game just by the soundtrack alone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but it's so good. Goichi Sugiyama did a phenomenal job. Stick around. Tracks roughly two and a half, three minutes long. Stick around. Check out the whole thing. Uh, you, you guys will definitely enjoy this. But unfortunately, as I mentioned, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Do me a favor, do the same thing, twitch.tv forward slash K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1 crazed d11 go check dan out every uh man he streams like four or five times a week uh just, find him just on, about every day yeah find him on max level on mondays find him on leveldowngames.com go check him out doing his thing over there stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable twitter instagram and facebook will be the place to do so check that description box for the appropriate links and in that description box you will find a link to our discord server click it join it and interact with us Next week, Frank, we, as in me and you, have been doing a lot of fishing lately in Animal Crossing, have we not? Oh boy, tell them paying off my house. We have been doing a lot of fishing lately and a lot of bug catching and a lot of other things in Animal Crossing. Go listen to our uh, discussions on the Max Level podcast if you're curious to hear about those. But next week, right here on BG Mania, Frank, let's take a listen to fishing themes. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, let's take a music that... You know, music that comes from games that deal with fishing, music that plays in mini games for fishing in like popular games like Zelda or JRPGs or things like that. There's a lot of different ways we could tie in fishing music to the episode next week. So we'll come prepared eight tracks a piece and that'll be a lot of fun because we have been doing a lot of fishing lately. <laughs> so we'll celebrate that Damn next week. Best. We'll celebrate that next week as the fishing tournament takes place in Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is kind of where the idea came from. So we'll uh, we'll do that next week and we'll uh, talk about the fishing tournament in Animal Crossing New Horizons, I'm sure. But taking us out of this episode, once again, we have Dreaming in My Room from Dragon Quest X Again, composed by Koichi Sukiyama. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.